Welcome to Conversations with Criminals. My name is Matt Price and I have quite a story to tell you today. I really do. I say me, it's my guest. We met up and we spoke for a few hours actually. We continued our conversation long after I'd actually recorded the interview. He talks about violence in a way that I've never heard anyone talk about with such an insight into it and he speaks about the animal inside him. And he said that he'd read an interview with me talking about Martha, my partner, and who was attacked. And he said that he was happy to speak to me, but he knew having read about Martha that I must understand what it's like to have the animal inside me, to have that kind of rage. And yes, I do. I do understand. I know what it's like to walk around with this anger inside you that feels all-consuming. And today's podcast, I suppose, is about rage and anger and where it can lead and what the consequences of that can be. My guest went to prison. He went to 15 different prisons. And as soon as one inmate found out who he was, everyone in the prison would know who he was. And then he became a target. And they weren't just queuing up to be violent towards him. They were being violent towards him. And he fought back. It's an amazing conversation. It evoked all kinds of emotions in me. And I hope that you enjoy this. I found it fascinating and I, I really enjoyed the guy's company as well. I, I really wish him well and I'd happily sit down and have a chat with him anytime. This is the animal. I want to ask you what it, what it, about your dad, if I may. Yeah, go on. Because he was the governor of a prison, wasn't he? Yeah, a couple and of prisons. When, of a couple of prisons. Okay, yeah. when you were growing up, at what point did you sort of understand what your dad's job was? I genuinely didn't until I was probably about 18, 19 when he tried to get me a job, but he did get me a job working in his prison. I had no idea what, he, or what it entailed anyway, as governor of the prison. Once he came home, he was just cut off. I mean, he just talked to me like I was just not about work. Okay. And, and so how did it happen? Did, did he just say to you, look, I think you'll be suited to it, you'll be good at it? I think I was just... I played rugby okay. to quite a high standard. I was never really... Never really had a job, do you know what I mean? So he was like, I think he was trying to get me into that sort of work ethic. Yeah. He was like, why don't you do this? And then, because it suited his life, basically. Okay, so it was so it was something that you went along with then? And yeah, I was looking for direction, I think, yeah, definitely. Well, as, as all young people are. Yeah. So, so, you, you, so you turn up then, and then you get through your training. Tell me about the training. What, 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 what was like day one of a prison officer like? On training or, yeah, you go away. You go away for like six weeks, so it's eight weeks, but you get a two-week break in between. Okay. And then you go away. I went away to Rugby, where I did it, and you stay over there for four weeks, and they just teach, they just teach you all the stuff okay. about being a screw. <laughs> See, I've got a different view of it, obviously, because I've been both sides of it, so I, I sort of hate them now. I hate prison officers now. Okay. Whereas before, obviously, when you're at that stage of it, you're not excited, but you're intrigued by it all, and you have to learn how to spot things and how to deal with people and how to converse with somebody about how to calm people down without saying calm down and aggravating a personality. So you have to learn to diffuse situations yeah. and then about how, if they become aggressive, how you have to deal with that. And you learn the control and restraint, CNR, which is, you know, how they twist the wrist up or they bend you up. Yeah. Obviously, but I've been on both ends of it. So now I've, it's hard for me to talk about, I think, being the prison officer. Yeah, it sure. is being about oh. um, inside, because I can't, I can't really remember being a prison officer. I actually got, I got sacked from being a prison officer because I physically abused the prisoner as well. So that was, 
I didn't get sacked, but it sort of, I was told I needed to leave, basically, okay. because of something that had happened. Now, obviously, what I don't want to do, I don't want to dig up any old wounds. It's not about that. But yep. I just want to sort of get a picture of who you were. So, so yep. you've done your training, yep. and you become a prison officer, and yep. you're in there, and something happened with a prisoner, yeah. And then, d- d- did you did you get prosecuted for that? No, no, no it wasn't anything to that level. I think right. what it was, someone had spat in my face and I'd slapped them basically. Okay. So I got rather than restraining them, I hit them. But at that point, I was I was a big live wire at that point. I would say like I was I was out every night getting smashed. I was I was young. Do you know what I mean? I was yeah. playing rugby. I thought I was I thought I was the much nuts. I thought I could get away with everything. Sure. And I'd been arrested and I'd got away with stuff before that. Like I loved fighting. It's not yeah. something to be proud of, but like I genuinely like even now I box to control it. But I like I enjoy that feeling of having a scrap with somebody. Like yeah, yeah. Okay. So so the guy. I mean, obviously when someone spits in your face, that that I don't care who you are. That's hard to contain yourself. You know. Yeah. That, that's I don't know what I would do in that situation. Yeah. And so you so you lash out, and then and then what happens? They they call you in. They fight. I got suspended. That's what that's what happens. So you get suspended. I was suspended for like three months while they investigate. You come back for an interview, like you would with the police, and then, obviously, from the information that they'd gathered and my testimony, they said to me, "Look, we're not going to sack you, but it'd be better if you left." So I left of my own accord. I resigned. Right. And then, that was that. That's how that job ended. Okay. Yeah. May, may I ask you at that point? Obviously, your, your dad has, has you know, been the governor of a couple of prisons. Was that hard to tell him? Look, Dad, this isn't what I want to do anymore. I never told him. I never told him it's not what I wanted to do. I think that just—I was happy in the job, to yeah. be honest with you. But um, there's just—I think I—I I needed to go to prison to learn my lesson, if that makes yeah, sense sure. to you, because okay. I was an angry man. But can I ask you how? So, so you become a prison officer? Quite. Yeah. I mean, I can't—I I don't blame you for snapping someone for spitting at you. To be honest, yeah. I think it's horrible. But but that—that's my personal opinion, just being honest. And then you say that you that you went to prison. How how did you end up there? Are you able to tell me what happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I had a fight in a nightclub. One of my mates got um, got racially abused, but I can't actually remember the conversation about what happened. Sure. But we got we got into a fight. Racially I, abused. Yeah, yeah. He, well, yeah, he's a black lad. Yeah. <laughs> he got he got slagged off, and there was some reason why we all kicked off. I can't remember the ins and outs of it, but sure. ended up having a scrap, and I ended up biting a chunk out of the lad's face about there. Right, so he bit a chunk out of his face. I can remember doing it. Yeah. I can't remember how or why that came about, but I remember the night I was really, I'd had a row with my missus that night sure. and I wanted to go home. And you know when your mates talk you into staying out and I knew I should have gone home because I was, I was seated on my shoulder. I don't know if you get that, but you know your shoulders, my shoulder, I felt like my shoulders were tense. I was, I wanted to just beat the fuck out of somebody basically. And then that night went on and obviously I just lost, I was so out of my nut, I was so drunk that I ended up just beating this lad up and then biting him. And then I woke up in a prison, in a police cell, with no clothes. I was in like a paper suit. Um, CID came, you know. I started thinking, what have I done? So I've been, I've been nicked before yeah. for scraps, and I've, I've woke up in police cells. I've always got my own clothes, do you know. Like, yeah. I thought, I don't know what I've done here. And then they took me in and they told me what I'd done, that I'd bit a, a lad's face, and I genuinely couldn't believe it. And then, because then, I went in there without a brief at the right. first time, because okay. I didn't. Yeah. So I just thought this would be an out job. I've just had a scrap. I've just give someone a dig and I'm going home. Like, but that didn't happen. 
and I remember sitting there and they were talking to me and my face I remember the I remember the colour could draining out of my face and I knew I was going to prison for it and I was just like, Oh my god, I need a brief now and then obviously they took me back to the cell, got a brief and then Yeah, my mum had to pick me up in a paper suit. My dad was at work. Yeah. Got home and I think that was the hardest conversation I've ever had to have with my dad. Was to say to him, Look, I'm in big shit here. Yeah. And um, yeah, that was that was not nice. No, no, of course not. No, of course yeah. not. But it's it's just it's horrible seeing your dad that disappointed. Yeah. You know, like I don't think he was even angry. I think he was just he was gutted yeah. that I'd done something like that. And you could see it in him. You know, like you yeah. see it in my mum. Like my mum's still ashamed of it now. She's how, like, How did you feel at the time when you found out what you did? I knew I was capable of it. Do you think anyone's capable of it? I mean, if they're cornered or they're angry enough, and like, I describe it as an animal within me. Like sometimes, like when I get into that point, I am, um, I'm not there anymore. The eyes are gone, and I'm just looking at whoever I'm looking at, and I'm ready to have it. I don't care who, anything that's in the way. I'm getting to that point, and I'm having it with whoever's upset me or done yeah. something to me, and I'm ready for it. But I feel like I'm always on that edge, even now. I'm on the brink of that. Do you know, does that make sense to you? Yeah, like, I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm looking how I would feel. Racial abuse is a very serious thing, you know, and, it, yeah. and it, it, it's, it's not a joke and it's not funny. And if it's your mate, I don't know how I would feel, you know, I think I'd be pretty, I'd be annoyed. So I get it, yeah. I understand what it's like. Because if you're a big guy as well, I'd, I'd love to know sort of how you feel about this. You're a big guy and do, do people make a sum, do people test you? If, uh, I wouldn't Sometimes. say they test me, but people feel the need to touch me. Right. I don't know you get that because you're a big lad yourself, yeah, but yeah. like people will come up to go, you're a big lad, and they'll touch my chest, grab my arms, and it's. I've always been anxious as well, like always, in groups of people, because you, you stand a bit taller, don't you? Yeah. You know, you're a bit taller, you're a bit broader than everybody, so I've always had that social anxiety, which makes me awkward anyway. Yeah. Which means I'm already red, not ready to go, but I'm on the brink of it, because I'm always thinking someone's going to do something to me, someone's going to come for me. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, sometimes I've sometimes I've done it first because I'm, it's like a, like a, a bubbling in your stomach sometimes. You know, like it's a, I've got no idea what to do right now, so I just explode. Yeah, and that's how it used to be anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, no. I mean, I, I, I get it. I, I, com- yeah. I completely, yeah, I, I do. I completely understand it. Actually. Yeah, I really do. So, talk me through the process and of having to go to prison because you've been yeah. there as a prison officer. And now you're going there as. As yeah. a prisoner, you've gone there as someone who's broken the law. How did that feel to be on the other side? So you're in the dock, you've just been sentenced. And the last thing I saw as I turned around, I saw my dad, and my dad broke down in tears and put his head down. And that was the last thing I saw as I went down. And you know when you've got that lump in your throat? You try, I don't want to show any emotion to anybody while I'm there. So you go down, go down the stairs, they put you in a holding cell. And then the guy from G4 comes. I'll take, you take a bag with you, I've just got your clothes you know, towels, toiletries, stuff like that in it. They go through the bag, they empty the bag onto the floor, they basically go through, you can have that, you can have that, you can't have this, you can't have that. They took my toiletries off me, I weren't allowed those, I weren't allowed, I weren't allowed to take my towel in. The only thing they let me go in was with boxes and socks. And then they put you in a holding cell, they take your shoes off you, so you can't string yourself up with laces, stuff like that. And then I was in a holding cell, and there was some little lad in there, and he just started talking to me. You know, all I wanted to do was cry, because yeah. I know I'm going to prison. Yeah. And I got sent to, I, got, I think I got like three and a half years, three years, six months is what I got. I was going down there and I didn't, obviously I knew I was going to do half of that, but still, I'm still looking at like 18 months in jail. But 
Yeah. And I was shitting myself because obviously I used to be a prison officer. Yeah. My dad's a governor. So you're going in there absolutely shit myself. But no one knew. No one knew at all. And then, as I, my first day in Leicester Jail, so you go through reception. Do you know what happens through reception? No. When you go through reception, so you go, you go into reception. They do a strip search of you. So you take all your clothes off. You squat over a mirror. You know, but it, it's nothing too intrusive. That's the truth of it. They, they make you sit on a chair to see if you've got a mobile phone. So a chair like this, you sit on it, and that's got a device in it which tells if there's any electronicals inside you. Um, and then from there you go to the wing. You go to um, the induction wing where again another officer will talk you through what to do, the systems. You get a phone call to your family and then then you're in a cell, basically. And then from there I went to have my first meal. And from my first meal I saw a lad get hot watered and sugared. I don't know if you've seen that or heard of that. I've heard about it, yeah. 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 And that was so I'm walking up the stairs to my to the landing to where the servery is. As I walk up the stairs, I see some lady, it's hot water and sugar, and it hits, as it hits his face, from his eyebrow down, his whole face falls off. Like the skin on his face falls off. And you know when your heart's beating, like so fast, like, oh my God, I'm, I didn't know what to do. And I, you just, I just sort of froze there. And then I walked around the server and I actually bumped into the lad who got racially abused on the night. His uncle was actually in on that landing right, okay. where it did and I was on the front page of the paper the local newspaper was on the front page of that so he showed me that and then from there I just got once they found out who my dad was did they find out through the newspaper article no but just word got around well yeah the, the only way I could think of it was that they might have recognised me because I used to work in a young offenders and then I went to an adult jail sure. so some of them might have grown up and recognised my face but I, I never knew how they knew but the first time I knew about it was I went into the shower and then like four lads, everyone left the shower and there was just me in the shower and then all of a sudden four lads came into the shower She said, your old man's a governor. And I was just like, yeah. And I, didn't, I didn't have a clue what was going to happen. And then they started to like, they come in, they corner me a little bit. I just remember my heart beating so fast and I went to punch one of them. And as I went to punch one of them, I slipped over in the shower and I just got filled in completely battered what, what's the reaction to that because obviously words going to get around in a close knit, yeah. you know environment like that did anyone do anything did the screws ask you are you alright yeah but you didn't you don't grass in jail do you know like you, I, I just yeah so I'm not, I wouldn't say anything anyway because that's what I mean yeah, there's a certain etiquette to it as well like you can be I don't know, you can be as much of a badass as you want or as much of a, you know, I don't know what the word is, like a grass or something like that, but I can't inherently do that because obviously you follow the unwritten rules in jail, don't you? So you yeah, do, of course. You've got to fit in on some level. So what do you do when you take that kind of beating by, you know, by, by four guys and try and keep your head down at that point? Is that what happens? Yeah, you just, well, they moved me. I got moved out of there within four days. I think I had a fight every day. Or I got filled, like they, they have got jumped right. once a day for the four days I was there. Then they moved me to Onlair, which is another jail in Rugby. I remember the same again, went through the process, went through induction, got to induction, went to my first job. On the way to my first job, I got banged in the back of the head because someone recognised me. You know, like I just didn't know where it was coming from. I had no idea. So it was like you're constantly on edge, always the And I'm a big lad. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But they wouldn't, they'd never come at you one handed. It would always be two or three, 
and it'd be like you'd queue up for the gym you'd get smashed in the face I wouldn't even see where it came from and then you just yeah it was just was there anybody who was on your side I mean were your cellmates on your side no I had some bad stuff happen to me in one of the jails so I had one where I've got good stories as well but they're not all bad but yeah so I went into um, High Point and one of the one of the lads I think had one of the screws he was paid not paid the screws but he was threatening one of the screws saying I know your family outside you're going to bring this this and this in for me if you don't I'm going to have your missus and kids killed basically so so one night I think it was about three in the morning my cell got unlocked a prison officer and two inmates came in the prison officer then locked the the door behind him so obviously he didn't come in with me but he locked he locked the door and these two lads beat me up and then they tried to string me up by my neck and um like a lot I completely lost my shit there and that was right I absolutely beat the fuck out of these lads yeah it's not not something I'm proud of but yeah I genuinely hurt these lads but then they were trying to kill you yeah so so what, what are you meant to do I mean I'm, I'm trying to sort of be as objective as I can here yeah but then there must become a point it's not even fight or flight you have to fight or you're going to die yeah well that was it yeah so I knocked one of them out and I broke the other lad's arm and then it, it was just horrible like I don't mean that but it was vile like I remember I remember snapping his arm and the crunch and then I was just like I don't know what to do because the officer if I press the bell the only guy who's going to come is the officer that's just let these two lads in yeah and like what do I do then like what I didn't feel safe at all then did the officer was it a bribe or was I don't know I don't know the ins and outs of how that came to be but obviously I just know that someone unlocked my door two lads came in I was in bed I woke up to get punched in the face or not even get you know I woke up to the door clinking and I thought I didn't even know because it was dark so I had no idea what was happening and then and meanwhile obviously your, your mum and your dad they're, they're going to be at home and they're going to be worried about you were yeah. you in communication with I'd them? I'd speak to them all the time they'd come on visits but then my dad was adamant that he wanted to come and see me so I'd send the VOs out but every time my dad came to see me the grief because someone would recognise my old man because he'd worked in a couple of jails he'd done he'd been all over the country so someone would recognise him on the way back from visits there'd just be whispers you know like we know who your dad is you're going to get it and you're just walking back you're trying to ignore it you just you blank it out or I tell him to fuck off or I was never never afraid of having the scrap you know but I would, I just I, sometimes, I, sometimes I wouldn't mind it because I was angry because I was always yeah. angry in there because I'm always getting grief so sometimes I'd want to have a fight. You know, like I don't care anyone who says they can win two on one or three, it's not real. You yeah. can't hit two people at the same time. Not unless you're like some mad martial artist or something. But can, can you not? Can people not get into serious trouble though for attacking someone like that? But I guess if there's no, if if it, if the code is that you well, just don't. I class. went to Cat B jails, which isn't the highest category, right, but yeah. you've still got lifers in there. Okay. Yeah. They don't. They, really care mate because you get away with it do you know what I mean because you, you go to a it's called an adjudication so if say if me and you had a fight yeah. in jail that would go to an adjudication and we'd both have to we'd both be in separate courts with a governor a governor would act as the judge and they would go through that system and it's easy to get away with it do you know what I mean unless they've got you on camera but they, they happen in showers they happen at the back of the server do you know like they happen in places where you're not going to see what's going on no one's going to see what's going on there 
and you say you hate prison officers, I can kind of see why. What, what else did yeah. they do? Were they just... And nothing, sometimes they'd be the ones that would tell the lads. Sometimes they would be the ones that would tell the lads that my dad was a governor or what I used to do. It was but sometimes it was a slip of the tongue. Sometimes it would be innocent as some you know, a lad stood at the door and two officers are talking and not realising that someone's there. But there's ears everywhere, ain't there? Yeah. It's just that Wow, that, that's a real eye-opener. I, yeah. I, I didn't know. I mean, I, 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 yeah, I, I'm um, sorry that anybody would have to go through that because that feels like it's very sort of, and I'm trying not to judge anyone here, but very cowardly on their part. It's not cowardly to them, though, is it, as they're doing it? Do you know, no. to them, they, I don't know what they're thinking or what they're feeling, but like, they didn't feel like they were being cowardly at all. No, no, I guess not. I, well, it's, it's not for me to judge because I yeah. wasn't there, but I'm just kind of... Yeah, no, I, I know, yeah, it's just, but I don't, I don't know, it's, there's no bravery in it either, but it's just a, it's just did, fine. Did, did you learn anything from being in prison? Uh, not to, not to booze too much, because I think that was, yeah, that was, that it was always a thing, because I'd never really be angry unless I had a beer, and I'd get to the point where I'd just drink, and then I'd just be like, ah, I can have a scrap now. Does yeah. that make sense to you? Yeah, or not? Of course. yeah, yeah. No, no, it does. I understand it. I mean, it, it, I, I get what it's like because because there is something about men who that we do get angry and we do yeah. want an outlet for it, and I understand what it's like. Yeah. I, I, I get it completely. I, I was terrible about. I boxed a super heavyweight. Yeah. And I, and I, um, so I, I get what it's like, and I'm and I'm saying to you, I suppose that to step into a ring after training really hard against yeah. someone else who has trained really hard. And you know, usually you're matched up. You know how yeah. you know how difficult it is. It's not a. It's not a. I know how I felt about. I only had a few fights, but I know how I felt about my opponent. But what's it like when yeah. you when you've had a fight? I love it. I yeah. crave it. I well, like. I'm craving it up until the point, and even afterwards, I shake the bloke hand, and I love that bloke. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say. I love that yeah. bloke. Yeah. It's difficult for people to understand that, though, isn't yeah. it? The fact that you can actually sort of batter each other, and yet. I mean, I, I could not feel any animosity for the guy afterwards. Yeah. I, I I wanted to hit him while I was yeah. in there because that's what you've got to do and it's a yeah. weird sort of animalistic thing but you get to the end of it and I just hug it out, yeah. you know, have a beer, you stand there with your bandages yeah. on, people come up and shake your hand yeah. and, you, and, and, you feel, and you feel great. What was it like for your, for your friends then when, when you were away? You didn't know? really see my pals. To be honest with you, I wrote to a couple of them, but it's out of sight, out of mind sometimes, isn't it? Sure. My cousin, he um, he wrote to me a few times, but he was just bragging about going to Vegas and doing all this stuff. So it's quite cool. You live vicariously through those stories, don't you? Like, is that what keeps you going? Yeah. You so you sit there going, "Yes, he's doing this. You're doing that." I'd have a couple of phone calls with my mates, but yeah, other than that, I didn't really see anyone. Other than my mum and dad came twice a month, every month. And how how do your parents feel about it now? I mean, this is long behind you. And my mum's still ashamed of it because they printed my name and address right. and I was living with my parents at the time so okay. yeah my mum hates it my dad because he's a governor will talk about it with me or but I don't really it's never something I talk about no okay I never really bring it up people occasionally I do if something makes me laugh and reminds me of something then I will do but yeah. other than that I don't really I've been twice I went twice I punched one on a rugby pitch as well okay. after I came out I was playing rugby and some lad so I ran over the guy, carried on running, scored. As I was getting up, he sort of stood on my ankle, called me a cunt. So I just stood up and punched him. But 
fractured his eye socket and broke his jaw in three places. So I ended up going back to jail for that. Was that, what was more frightening, the first time in jail or the second time? Second time. was it time. frightening? Was it scary? Second time, because you know what you're walking... Because you, I, I think my experience was bad yeah. of jail. Most people's isn't. So say, if you went, I think you'd go under the radar fairly unnoticed. You know, like, no one's coming for you because of what your parents did. No one's sure. coming for you for what the job you used to do. You can go... If you're quiet and keep your head down, you can get through jail really easily. I'm not, you know, it's not... A, they're full of idiots, but they're not bad places. It's yeah. like a it's like a boarding school, isn't it? Right. Do you know what I mean? With lights out at half seven, that's yeah. that's basically what it is. Did Did you train while you were in there as well? Did you exercise? Tried to, but like I say, sometimes I just get my head caved in in the gym. So then it'd be it's just hard, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Every time you go to the change of rooms, you're just gonna get. I don't know. I'm gonna get banged from behind. It's never gonna be. It was never going to be face on. So like you'd queue up, some jails you'd have to like, they'd release you, and it's first one into the gym, first one, first in first, do you know, does that make I can't think of the words I'm trying to say now, I'm getting a bit nervous. So it's sort of, yeah, first one in, you get in, and then you, there's a group of you there, and then I'd get banged in the side of the head, I wouldn't see, so I'd turn that way, and then I'd get banged this way. Do you know I mean? You'd have like cuts under your eye, bruises. And whilst I didn't, I didn't it didn't bother me too much, because I wanted to go to the gym. I didn't want to let it beat there. There's parts of it, like when you get banged up, you're just gutted. Do you know, like I'm laying there on my bed and I don't know how it's going to end. Do you know, like I don't know how it's going to stop. So how did you get through what, what, what did you do? I just it? read. I just read loads of books and just try and take myself out of it. I'm reading a book about something, I'm not there, am I? Does that make sense? Yeah, you know, that, like that I'd, yeah. I'd always have to have the radio on. I'd always have to see daylight. Even now, I can't fall asleep unless I can see the sky. So I have to have the curtains open, which my girlfriend don't like. Yeah. But I need to see the sky. I need to feel free, if that makes sense to you. Because that, yeah, yeah. that was my sense of feeling free. Yeah. was yeah. just seeing the sky. I used to get my mum and dad to send me pictures of beaches and stuff like that. So I just didn't want to be there in my head yeah. at all. Experience to go through. I haven't yeah. heard a story quite like that. I don't think it's so yeah. it's a bit different. But yeah, of course it is. How's life now? It's all right. I'm banned from driving, so I'm skinned. All <laughs> oh, right, okay. But, yeah, but that's not free drinking. That was just uh, poor, poor luck again. Mobile phone and then ninety on the motorway. I was going to ask you as well. The guy who you, you know, quite understandably stuck up for because he was being racially abused. Are you? Are you still friends? Yeah, yeah, best mate still. Yeah. Are you still? Uh, that, yeah, that's yeah. that's kind of nice though. How did he react to it? I mean, he must have been, he must have thought, my God. He got a... nicked too, and he was trying to be a teacher, so he was pissed off at me. Oh, really? All right, okay. So it was one of those. It, was, it wasn't anything, it wasn't a mad racist abuse or anything like that. I think the lad just said something in passing. Yeah. We'd all had a beer. Yeah. You know what I mean? It just gets out of hand. Lads sure. being lads just yeah. raring up at each other, and it just gets out of hand. But it wasn't anything, but I think he, yeah, he pissed off because he couldn't be a teacher. Yeah. So I remember getting a bollocking off of him. He didn't talk to me for about a month afterwards. Ah, yeah, but a month is nothing in mates terms. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, no. We just pick up where you left off, don't you, with your mates? That's, when yeah. I came out of jail, I ain't seen anybody for two years. You just pick it up exactly where you were with your mates, didn't you? You laugh about the same stuff. And what's it like when you when you come out of jail? What, what's Weird. the last day of, like, you know, when they come along and they say, well, that's it, get you? I gave all my stuff away. I didn't care. Everything I had, you could take <laughs> when I was going home. I left every. I didn't take anything with me really. Kept a few of my letters, I think, weirdly, yeah. yeah. But then my mum said you got to get rid of them. Yeah. So yeah, we got rid of the letters, but 
you know, it's just relief, innit? You just, you can't wait. You just let me out, let me out, let me out, let me out, let me out. And then my mum and dad are there and I was, I just wanted to get home. And they, they wanted to make a moment of it and they cried and they wanted to get, I was like, just take me home. Just <laughs> let me see the house. Let me sit with the dogs or have a bit of dinner, you know, just do something normal. Yeah. You're, just, you're just craving home. Yeah. I can't even begin to imagine what that what that must be like. It's yeah. But there's no glory in it. Do you know like what I'm going to jail? Nothing, no, not at all. I think you're in there with the worst people. And you genuinely are in there with the worst Who's people. Who's the worst person you've met? I don't again, me is a different thing. There was a guy when I went the second time into Lincoln jail there was a big black guy and he would every day we'd walk in front of the dinner queue and I couldn't work out why everyone would let him walk he just barged in front and they were like they let him in and they said he was in there for raping an 18 month old baby is what he was in there for as soon as I found that out I just went and beat him up I was just like no mate he was a big lump but Got no I'm bottle, guessing, someone like that. I'm yeah. guessing that there would have been people in there who would have applauded you for that. Yeah, but again, there's no glory in that. I was just, it done my head in. I just yeah. couldn't understand how, A, why I was having to mingle with this bloke. Yeah. And two, why people were letting him push him through. Yeah. Does that make, yeah, I was just, yeah. So I just, no, no, no. I, I yeah. I mean, so that, I just went and had it out with him, yeah. Yeah. Again, I can't, I can't really judge or blame for that at all not, not, not yeah. in the slightest genuinely I, I really can't yeah. I just I feel like I, I needed to go to jail the first time because like I say I was getting out of hand I was fighting with police officers I was I couldn't go on a night out without having a scrap that's the type of lad I used to be yeah. so then the first time when that happened I thought right I'm going to cut booze out. I don't really drink now I'll drink I'll drink now I'll have a couple and that's it once I get to like three or four I'm over it I take I smoke weed do you know, like I just, that's the way I chill, that's the way I relax. Do you know, like I'll train, I train like four or five times a week. Just keep myself, I just, I stay away from it, to be honest. I don't like, I've got a season ticket with my dad to watch Leicester. But I get, again, I get proper anxiety over that. Because groups of people. Like when you first come out of jail, that's what you wanted to know. That's where we were going with this, minute. Yeah. So when you come out of jail, I remember the first time I come out, I went to a shopping centre. And you know, it was boots. You know, it was quite busy, it was around Christmas time. And I remember standing there thinking, I thought, I'm going to get hit in a minute. And I had a proper panic attack because I could see women. I hadn't seen, like, it's, I know it sounds weird, but not seeing a woman for 18 months. And you see them, but you don't yeah. see, you don't see them in like civilian clobber or... And I was just like, oh, I, it was too much info for my brain to take. And it was like, and my dad had to, I went outside of my dad, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I feel like I should be, sometimes I feel, even now, I feel like I'd be more comfortable in there than I would out of there in prison sometimes because while it was hard and you were having a scrap, I knew exactly where I had to be and what I had to do every day. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Whereas now, like left to my own devices or left to anyone's own devices, it can be a bit difficult sometimes. I, I get lost even now. I don't know where I'm supposed to be or, or what I'm supposed to be doing. Well, as, as a big lump, people are always sort of surprised if I admit to any kind of weakness or vulnerability yeah. or, you know, I, I sleepwalk. Yeah. And, and people, they're looking like I'm insane. And it's like, well, no, because I'm, you know, are, are people surprised? Because, you know, yeah. by a guy who, you know, you can look after yourself, you're a big man, are they they're surprised that you would have a panic attack? 
they not do they not sort of think, well, actually, that's something that a little fellow would do? Or was am I? Yeah, but they've not been through what they've not been through what I've been through, have they? That's so they, true. they've got no idea. No. Do you know what I mean? We're yeah, all yeah. like I, I sleepwalk. I wake up sometimes and I'm stood in front of a door. Yeah. Like I'm waiting to be released, and I'm sweating like you wouldn't believe, like profusely sweating. Yeah. But again, but I did. I tried to go to see a therapist about like PTSD. Yeah. And it just again, it just feels weird. Talking about your emotions as a bloke. Oh, well, of course that, it is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, of course yeah. it is. <laughs> I can talk to you openly about it, but I don't really know you. And yeah, I feel I feel more comfortable with this than I would talking to somebody every week. Yeah. Uh, do you know what I mean? Because you'll go away and I don't have to see you again. You know, oh, we, yeah, we, may, sure. we may see each other, we might not, but yeah. does that make sense? Yeah. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. No, yeah. absolutely. And, it, and it's appreciated and also in a weird sort of way is actually quite therapeutic for me. Yeah. For, for the same reasons. Yeah. You know, or similar reasons, I, I, I should say, you know, because well, I told you why I'm involved in doing this project. So, wow. What an amazing story, man. That, that is absolutely incredible. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that. I'm going to ask you a favour now. If you can go to iTunes, and I know you have to go out of your way to do this, but if you can leave me a favourable review and a good star rating, that would be fantastic. I would really appreciate it. The more reviews you get, uh, the more the word gets around and the more people who will be able to listen to these extraordinary stories. I appreciate all the support. On Twitter, I'm a at Matt Price Comedy. It's not a comedy podcast, I do know that, but I'm a comedian by trade, and so I've kept that Twitter handle. But either way, take care, and I will speak to you soon.